When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, Lon. Yes? I think I might have to send TLC my eye exam bill. <laughs> What a hot mess, right? How dare them show a nude Big Ed on yeah. my TV screen, on are our they, TV screens. Are they really struggling for content, right? Is this, Is like this what it's to, come down to? Yeah. yeah. Are they as desperate as Kimberly? <laughs> <laughs> are they really? I, and I, I'm sorry, folks. I hate to describe women as desperate it really really is hard for me to say the word desperate to describe a woman because i don't want to go there because there's always something circumstantial that made you desperate to get you off the edge or like to to make you do things that you shouldn't but let's talk about how that was such a bad move on her part yeah yeah to be fair anyone can be desperate too right not true, just not true. just women yeah yeah it's just for me, it's hard to call a woman desperate because I don't want to subject them to such a low standard. I mean, I know I referred to women as bitch and I know that's wrong too, but bitch can also be referred to as male. I call male. Again, gender neutral here. Gender neutral. We're bitch fair, is y'all. gender neutral on this <laughs> yeah. podcast, guys. So whatever, non-binary, binary, whatever, hetero, homo, whatever, right? Cis, non-cis. You're a bitch. If you're yeah. a bitch, a you're bitch a is bitch. a bitch is a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm glad we cleared that out. But yeah. yeah, how can you propose to someone knowing that they're going on a date with someone else that could potentially be a wife? Yeah. Explain then, that to me, Long. And that was that's it. Even with sports analogies, right? This is a desperation. What they would call the hail, hail mary, mary. Oh. right? Because it's desperate, right? Like. You're swinging for the fences here. And mm. this is that one huge, she even says it. She even, I need to do something big. You only say that when you're desperate. You only say that when you're at the end of your rope, you know? Mm. And I don't think she needed to do that. I think she could have waited. I think she could have waited when the timing was right. I think she could have waited when it was special and it would have meant more. But I think he saw through it. I think we could see through it that this was more of a manipulation kind of thing. Like, if I do this, maybe he won't go see her. <laughs> it just wasn't the right move. And her son's reaction, Jamal's reaction, when she was telling him, she was super excited about it. I don't know. That's all of us. That's yeah. all of us feeling that that cringe. Got him the banners and stuff. I'll show you the video. He's just like, mm, <laughs> no. Covering his face. Don't. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Is that my mom? <laughs> You're really my mom. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's worth reminding folks too that Kimberly has had uh, unfortunate encounters with like really, it sounds like really bad relationship 
Mm. I think if I'm not wrong, I read that uh, Jamal's dad cheated on her. Mm. And then after him, she was in a relationship with someone in prison. I did not know this. <laughs> That's what the yeah. internet tell me. And now with someone who's far away from her, you know, who has all these conditions, obviously, because he's much younger. I just feel bad that Kimberly has to cling on to this relationship like it's her last hope. Yeah. And like, she's clearly not into it. It's just a weird thing for what me. What do you mean by that? Because she seems to be into it. That's why she bought two rings. <laughs> Into the whole, like... Oh, the culture thing. Yes. First well, the, wife or whatever. What they have to do, right? Here's the eye roller for me. Mm. Like, when she brought out the rings, she was like, I just want you to know whatever happens. No, no, not whatever happens. Because this is whatever. Whatever is happening is right now. And you're not going to be around. And whatever happens, I'll be here. No, you're not. No, you're fucking not. If whatever happens, you will be here, was right, was true, was the truth, then you would let it. You would let him, you know, meet this person, marry this person. You would be a wife. Like Again, I've mentioned this in the previous two podcasts. You're so hung up on being fucking second. Like, first, you know what I mean? Are we kids? Like, you know you're going to be in a, a sister wife or whatever if you want to be in this marriage. So take it for what it is. Take mm -hmm. it for whatever happens, but you're not, you don't really mean that. And then you don't want to be anywhere near the other wife and his child. You don't want any of this. So why are you acting like, like this is cool that you don't mind as long as you're the first, like you're so, she's not into this shit, right? She wants to marry him. Yes. But she, she's not down. She's not down the way he needs her to be down. And I think he's trying to convince her of that at the same time, she's trying to convince him that she should be the first wife. It's not going to happen. It sounds like the more you talk about it, Lon, it just sounds like she's trying to buy her way into being that first wife. Yeah. And many people are actually reminding all of us that technically BGL is the first wife or was oh, the first wife. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so Kimberly falls around the third or second wife just yeah. because this Women that I guess he'll eventually marry to bear children for him would be the second wife because she's in close proximity, whereas Kimberly is some foreign chick that happens to be desperate for his love. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say that. Like buying two rings, proposing, it just spells desperation. Like she really needs to nail him down and it's almost like he's a trophy that she has to have. Right. It's just very uh, possessive in my point of view. And also what disturbs Milan is the fact that she told the cameras that her letting Usman go on this date is her way of showing his mom that she loves him. <laughs> How convoluted of a logic is that? Like, yeah. if anything, I don't think the mom gives a fuck. Yeah. Because the mom clearly doesn't approve of y'all's relationship. What makes you think that this is some grand gesture that will show the mom that, if anything, the mom would pity you? Right. Because clearly she set her son up with this much younger, in a way, prettier person than her. Like, <laughs> how are you equating that to 
I, I don't know. This logic is just weird to me. I, I, yeah. I just cannot compute on that. This is the standard that the mom has already set. She put this precedent in place. Mm. Marry this house and woman, and then you can marry Gimbali. So like mm. her saying something like, well, I'll love him and I'll let him meet this. No, fuck that. You're doing it because I fucking said. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, yeah. this doesn't matter. What do you mean? You love him, so you're going to let him see this other. No. This is yeah. this is someone I want. I arrange it. Like yeah. it's my move. <laughs> this is my about? chess move, y'all. I don't give a shit what yeah. you want. <laughs> like... That's the thing is that I think I guess let's use your phrase, right, Lon? Like Kimberly's playing checkers, the mom's playing chess. Right. They're both not the same. It's not the <laughs> same. Not... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought we can move on to Shaida and Bilal. And truth be told, like didn't really catch a lot of their parts because I missed half of the episode, unfortunately. And my streaming service hasn't been able to cooperate with me and let me watch a replay. So, And funny enough, they didn't really talk about their section on Pillow Talk. So I kind of get an idea. I actually caught like the tail end of it when Bilal drove her to the building or the space that she'll probably have the yoga studio at. And then obviously she ended up talking about how they haven't tried, blah, blah, blah. But Lon, I invite you to fill in the gaps for me. I think there was some prank that he played. Yeah. So the theme in this episode for me was how shitty and how low Bilal views her career goals. It was pretty bad, but I like the way they set it up. So it introduces the scene with Bilal on the phone. Shaida comes in and tries to talk to him about joining her yoga class. And he's like conducting business, quote unquote. He's like, I'm conducting business. I'm in a business meeting. And respectfully, she says, okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're free, come join me in the class. And I like how they set it up like that, just to show how different, how she respects that you're doing business here, remain professional. I'll have your time when you're free. Introduces the scene like that. And then it cuts to him coming into her yoga class. And during the session, he farts in the session. Like he couldn't excuse himself. He just farts in the session. Is it the Asian squat that he farted at? I forget what position, but he just lets one rip. And they laugh it off and she's just like, ha ha ha. And I think she's only laughing it off because she understands that like, if he's going to help her with her business, that she has to maintain, maintain, right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just so shitty. Like, did you see how she treated you when you were on your business call? And this is what you do during her yoga business. You know what I mean? Granted, she hasn't shopped for the place yet. She's teaching a free class online. And he just lets one rip. And it's just like, dude, you're supposed to be her biggest supporter, her biggest cheerleader. You're going to fund this business. You promised her, you know what I mean? And and then it follows it up with also him trying to shoot her business down. So it, from there, it goes into, because uh, she goes, hey, look, you know, she's so happy. I got my business license or whatever paperwork. I forget. Whatever paperwork you need, right? And then he's like, well, you know, just because you have that, it doesn't mean you just go out and, and you open your business. You got to do X. You got to do Y. You got to do Z. I don't know how y'all do it in Trinidad here in America. We And I'm just like, motherfucker, like, are you going to be supportive? Like I said, I it was frustrating, but I like how 
intentional TLC showed this, right? This like, yeah. here's Shaida coming in saying, hey, being respectful. Oh, you're on a business call? Fine. And then just the complete juxtaposition of how little he believes in her, how little he treats her yoga thing, and then just trying to really cock block her in everything, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Ugh, you're disgusting. I don't know why she has to smile and laugh on camera. It's just so insulting. I was insulted. You know, and then obviously they go check out the space, you know, and that leads into the discussions of a baby. And I don't know if that was intentional. Well, this bigger space could be fine because then like if mothers come to your class or maybe, you know, when you're teaching, you'll have a space for your kids. And that leads into the whole kid thing. But mm -hmm. by then I was already like, fuck that. Let's focus on how shitty Bilal is when it comes to her thing. And I don't know if he's resentful because she put it in the contract that he had to help her. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where, where it's coming from. I would think that if you're married to her, this is your wife, you want her to win. Yeah. You're supposed to be a, a power couple, or maybe you're not. Maybe he doesn't view themselves as a power couple. Maybe he views him as a powerful man and he's helping this woman who happens to be his wife. I don't know. It's just, shouldn't you want to be a power couple? Shouldn't you want to succeed? And yeah. in succeeding, you win together? Like, I had a lot to say about this. Obviously, I didn't like it. No, um, go go for it. Yeah, and is I just didn't like it. Yeah, I caught the gist of it as well, and I was reading up on that. And yeah, it just seems like he's resentful that it's on a prenup, and it's like he's obligated to yeah. help her with the business. My only explanation. Yeah, and let me ask you something, Lon, because I was watching this YouTube. Shout out to YouTuber Moving Mad who talks about Ninety Day Fiance. He covers Ninety Day Fiance content. Something he said that stood out to me was that, and it's pertaining to, you know, Bilal and Shaida in particular, he said that their relationship on the show is very one-dimensional. If it's not the prenup, it's baby-making. Mm. And if it's not baby-making or prenup, it's a prank. <laughs> These pranks. <laughs> yeah. So, like... Do you see that way? Do you see the relationship being one-dimensional? And do you also see the storyline being very flat in that way of being very monotonous? Getting yeah. there, right? Yeah. So I think it's even less than that. I definitely see the different themes, right, that you've discussed. I think it's one-dimensional because it's all about Bilal. Mm. And that in its simplest form, that's how it is for me. Mm. It's a struggle. I see Shaida struggling with Bilal episode after episode after episode. And that's the one dimensionality for me. There's mm -hmm. different themes to it. Definitely. There's the baby. And now what we just discussed with the business and then yeah. the prenup and all that stuff. But for me, the overarching theme in this entire thing is Shaida's struggle with Bilal. He's like in a constant power struggle mm. with her. It's like, mm -hmm. he's, he, it's always been that way. It's been that way since episode one. When I was like, I raised an eyebrow, like, why don't you want to show your place? Like, what's that? I already knew it was kind of weird that he was hiding his place and stuff like that. And like, there's a lack of trust and mutual respect from Bilal, because why would you put her through that? Why would you talk down to her? Why would you doubt her? Why wouldn't you want to make love to her? <laughs> yeah. You know, like... <laughs> Why do you even bother marrying her in the first place if you're just going to put her in a box and just restrain her along the way? I just feel like this is so stifling to watch. It's like he likes the idea of powerful women. He likes the idea of being with powerful women. Mm -hmm. But he also 
wants to be the one that holds the power, the power. in yeah. the relationship. Mm-hmm. Toxic masculinity. I like it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, okay. But here's the other thing that I've also been reading in the forums is that people are seeing through their bullshit. And it's hard for me to reconcile, right? Because what I watch and what they're portraying themselves on social media, it's like day and night. On one hand, like you said, you know, they have this struggle as a couple. And then on the other hand, on social media, like Shaida is portraying this like happy wife, happy life image, and they seem happy together. And I know Instagram is also a very image driven, right? It's so one dimensional, if anything, it's just you capturing a moment Mm -hmm. and being very intentional, you know, especially now that they're, uh, I don't know, a D grade celebrity or C grade celebrity, you can call it like they have brands to promote, they have an image to keep up. So I feel like, like I can't trust them, you know? So, right. yeah, I don't know how to reconcile. <laughs> yeah. And that's tough, right? Like I have to remind myself that too. Yeah. Like we could be all just getting played and, and who knows if I met them in person over a few drinks, they'd be like, oh, that shit, that's bullshit, man. We're fucking right. happy as fuck. And yeah. I love her to death and she's awesome. And she has my full support and who knows, right? I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, I really believe that shit. <laughs> I have to kind of step out of that and say, well, this could all just be bullshit, right? Yeah. And if it is, well played. Yeah. Because Bilal, I don't like you, man. <laughs> we don't like you. Yeah. We're and if this, is, if this is all a farce just for TV, that's cool. You made yourself a really good villain. You deserve an Oscar. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> In the, so... Let's go from one couple who's struggling to, I guess, find a yoga studio to another couple who's apartment hunting in the Czech Republic. Are they apartment hunting? <laughs> mm, that's a very loaded question. Are you inferring that is it the mom that's apartment hunting? or I don't think Jovi wants any parts of this. Yeah, is what I'm implying. That's the yeah. thing is that I feel like this whole move was influenced and engineered by the mom. And I think we, we should remind folks that Yara's mom is a divorcee. Mm. But she's had, I'm no psychologist, but it's safe to say like you've had trauma from previous relationship when you have to go through a divorce. So I wonder if she's projecting herself onto Yara because while Yara is trying to sell this to Jovi as, hey, it's an apartment that I can stay in when I'm in Europe visiting friends and family. But then it also doubles up as an exit strategy where... The backup plan. Right, the backup plan. And if it's leaning more to that, then my question is, why do you even get married in the first place? Why are you even with this guy? Why are you even willing to go to the US if you're going to be running back to Europe the moment you get your green card? Maybe Yara thinks that, oh, she wants to be like a dual citizen crossing the pond every so often or whenever she's sick of New Orleans or something. I don't know. But it just seems like a very insincere exit strategy, I feel. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think there's a right way to go about this. It's never comfortable to discuss. You want things to be happily ever after. But I think there's a way to go about it. I think there's a a way to go about, well, you know, sometimes I worry about me. And it would be nice to have a way to make sure I'm okay. There's a way to go about this, not just Mm -hmm. like at the last minute and say, hey, 
we're doing this and then come to find out, well, yeah, I got to protect myself too. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're not establishing trust uh, with your partner when you go about it this way. And it's just, how can Jovi really trust her now? Yeah. Like, I think Jovi's trying his best to be all in and to be supportive and then to be blindsided multiple times and not just blindsided, but now we're talking exit strategies, eyebrow raise, like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? I would be questioning where we're at now. I yeah. would be like, are we good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why I mean, are you where, thinking of like, why are you thinking running of away? Shit? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> or being I'd apart. Be like, Look, I thought we were fine. Now, if you think we have a problem in our relationship, let's work this out. Yeah. I'd want to know where we stand now, you know, yeah. and maybe maybe she's not thinking that. But because of the way she went about it, I would definitely have questions. Right. Like, but if it were brought up differently, if it were brought up like, well, let's talk. Let's talk about this. I just we're great. I don't want you to worry, but I do want to make sure that if, if things go south, we'll have a place to stay and stuff like that. I'll buy it. I have my own money. I'm an influencer, whatever her excuses are, right? Not mm -hmm. excuses, but whatever her way is, right? She yeah. said something about like she sells makeup or something. I forget. Yeah. But like, there's a way to go about this without the flags, without alarm bells going off, without springing this on him and blindsiding him and now making him unsure where their relationship is at. And I get it. I think Yara was right to express it. You know, I think she expressed it the right way. Like, well, I want to take care of us. And, you know, I see shit all the time on TV. And Yara does her thing, right? <laughs> like, I got to protect, uh, you know, the kid. What's the kid's name again? I forget. Myla. Myla. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, what's going to happen and stuff. I understand your concerns. I get it. I get that. It's valid concerns, right? Which is why there's that whole up shit, right? I get protecting yourself. I get it. I get it. And it's something um, I think more people in the 90 Day Fiance universe should be thinking about shit like this because I don't think these relationships last anyway, really. So I understand protecting yourself. I get that. Yeah. There's there's a way to go about doing this and this isn't the way. I'm all about self-preservation for sure. But I think the alarm has to be rung first. Like there has to be alarm bells going off to where you have to move into that mode of self-preservation. Like if you think that you're in a bad relationship or a bad marriage that's right. not going anywhere, then yeah, maybe maybe you might think about, oh yeah, maybe I should look into other avenues or I should plan out my exit strategy. But like if you think about how this whole event unfolded, this is a woman who hasn't been to Europe or hasn't returned home for three years, right? She's been, quote unquote, stuck in the US, right? Mm -hmm. For three miserable years, apparently. And then the moment she's back in Europe, she's looking for a house. Right. Like put yourself in Jovi's shoes or anyone's shoes, really. If your partner ever does that to you, you'd be like, where did this come from? Like, this is right. way out of left field. Like, why do you suddenly want to buy a house? And it's not like you come back to Europe and you like maybe decide to go on a crazy shopping spree or something. This is like a house. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> right. it's not cheap. It's like a hundred fifty thousand. Which she discovered, to... right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, go ahead, buy it with your influencer slash drop shipping money for all I care. But I have a feeling that and this is what a lot of people are suspecting too. Like the mom is probably trying to get her to milk Jovi as much. If Jovi's not careful, 
he'll end up paying for this house mm. that she's going to frivolously be going back and forth to. And again, I don't know if this is a good move for her given the fact that she has a temporary green card. Right. It could have been we, sold differently. This could have yeah. totally been sold differently. It could have been more sold as like, if I could like spitball here, I'm actually thinking of doing the same thing as her, but it's more of like the way I trying to sell it to my husband is, look, whenever we're in my home country, we'll have somewhere to stay. Yes. yes. And it and could you, be that. And yeah. if shit doesn't work out, say, look, it didn't work out. Maybe two or three years down the line. Who knows? If it didn't work out. Okay. Look, we have the property there. Let's yeah. negotiate how we're going to work this. Like different ways to sell this shit. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't know why she has to like inject the doom and gloom part of it. Yeah. Because now Jovi's like being cautious. You definitely got his attention now. And now his guard is up is what I'm trying yeah. to say. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. What are you trying to say here? What are you trying to do? Like trying to take away my daughter from me? Yeah. You're trying to run away. To and you? now it's, you're not working together anymore. If you made this yeah. more about, like you said, like you, how you would sell it, right? Yeah. A property for both of us to come right. visit and have a place to stay when, yeah. when we want to go visit your family or even just like vacation in Prague oh, when shit's yeah. better or whatever. Right now it's not about us. It's about Her. you. Yeah. Right. And it's about us splitting up and shit like that. So that, that doesn't give me the warm fuzzy, yeah. right? Like <laughs> Yeah, if anything, it makes Jovi panic. It makes me panic to hear yeah. what she's trying to do here. But there was a redeeming scene, and it was like the small the little bit of joy okay. that he got when, when, they, when they saw the apartment. When they saw the apartment and yeah. how much it cost and stuff. You and then just he did the see. price conversion, right? Yeah. Like like... There was a flash of like, I'm so happy. <laughs> I know. He got a small win out of it. <laughs> His because I think up for a little bit. <laughs> Jovi's probably the money guy in their relationship. Yeah. And maybe he knows deep down that Yara is like way over her head with handling finances. And I'm not saying that she's a woman and she doesn't know finances, but I'm just saying like she's probably so used to spending a lot of Jovi's money that she probably doesn't feel what it's like to actually get her own asset and what it would cost her. You know, and yeah. if she ever got that apartment that we saw, she would have to do a lot of remodeling. Like, you think Yara would oh, just yeah. move in like it's a turnkey? It's not. I mean, there's so many holes to fix. You know, they probably real have to redo estate, the kitchen. Real estate isn't something like you go just check out, right? right? Yeah. Real estate involves, okay, what are things going for in that area? Yeah. What does this amount of money buy me in that area? We're fucking over here, like looking up what is it, Willow or whatever. I, I don't Zillow. know. Zillow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zillow shit, right? Like, you don't yeah. just go and say, hey, I got 150 to spend. Let's go over here and pick something out. And that's not how it fucking works. And then it only was that simple. <laughs> yeah. Come to find out, oh, look, it's the same in Europe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's a bit more involved than just that, right? Yeah. And she found out. <laughs> My word of advice to Yara is go watch more of HGTV, especially <laughs> yeah. the House Hunters International. Yeah. And she'll get a good idea. And even that, that's all made up too. Like, I mean, you and I, Lon, we're both homeowners. As And anyone who's listening, you, you guys would know this. As homeowners, like, there's so many other hidden fees. You know, just because you have a budget in mind doesn't mean that's the budget that it's always over. It's never it's rarely under. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say never, but it's rarely under. It's not like, oh, I have a hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. Oh, this house would do. Nope. <laughs> yeah. 
like once you become homeowners, whether it's an apartment or whether it's a landed property or house or whatever, there's still a lot of things you need to spend on. Oh, yeah. There's tax. I don't know like the cost of living in Prague, but I do know that I hear Prague a lot. It's a popular city, I would oh, think. Oh, yeah. It's a touristy just, place. Yeah. That would have been right there. One of the first indicators, right? Yep. This isn't Vacaville, right? And Vacaville prices hey, are high, by the way. What are you trying to say here? Not trying to say anything. I'm just saying that it's it's a city city. It's a city. It's a yeah. city city, right? Yeah. <laughs> like this is, Prague, this is not Chisinau, Moldova. How about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and I think Jovi said that. Like, what did you think in the middle of Prague? She yeah. Thought she in the city center. 50. Yeah, like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, anyway all right speaking of Chisinau Moldova I thought we can end this coverage with our favorite Euro trash who's still trashy yeah <laughs> man if you have to argue about posters I don't know if it's worth having a relationship honestly he flipped didn't he he like, flipped just because the fuck was that <laughs> dude so triggering it is so triggering watching him like yeah i just don't know and then lo and behold we all as viewers caught him actually gaslighting us yeah. by calling libby temperamental yeah bitch didn't you just flip out on her you're the temperamental one yeah i was like wait did he just say she has an attitude about this? Like, yeah. Uh, Did you flip out on her? What are you talking about? Yeah. Is he looking in the mirror? That was like one of the only notes I made. Like, yeah. He just fucking said she's the one. Like that temperamental gets an attitude. No. He, I, think I think he's also trying to insinuate that just because she's pregnant, she's moody. So therefore she's temperamental. But yeah. we all know all along. Yeah. He's the one that's PMSing 24-7, if yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, dude. Like, this guy, he's flat out gaslighting her in front of all of us. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of machismo, right? Totally. We I don't know if it's this. the cameras or what, but he definitely does not like taking direction from her. Yeah. Or being told. Maybe, like, being instructed. These yeah. are lighter words, right? I don't even think she was commanding him to do anything. Like, she's just saying, oh, like, make it like this. And he fucking flipped out. I don't give a fucking... Blah, blah, blah. Don't yeah. tell me. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> like, it's a poster. Yeah. She's saying this is the vision, right? Yeah. Like, the English at the top and then... Yeah, uh, Romanian at the Romanian bottom. Romanian at the bottom, yeah. like... Which is actually and, uh, a bad idea because it all... Depends on everyone flipping it open, and I guess yeah, Ellie was like struggling to open her. So like, I guess when you read it, like you know, lateral reading it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you like. I'm what? behind on my memes. I was supposed to make one of those cat memes, you know, with the woman <laughs> yelling and then the cat yeah. trying to read it. You know, yeah. what I mean? is that the Real Housewives, right? Like the right, one where right. she was pointing, and then the cat was like the cat. Yeah, and you one should do frame. that with Andre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, though, if you're going to argue about pregnancy announcement, that's a red flag. Like, how are you going to survive anything? Yeah. <laughs> pregnancy announcement. It's supposed to be good news. Yeah. What do you think about their father hit it on the head was, you know, people are pretty sensitive around mm. being told or being informed before others. Yeah. And I think his main concern was, well, they, they're going to find out on social media I'm glad I'm here and I'm glad yeah. I can tell people, yeah. but 
the rest of the family is going to take it some type of way. Yeah. I think it's never fun to find out all this like sense. Well, I wouldn't say I thought we were close. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. I don't think it's nice to find out through social media because social media is like the bastardized way of announcing mm. stuff. You know, I think how I would do it is I would definitely tell my close friends and family first, give them a heads up and then post it on social media for everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. Because social media is the most quickest and efficient way of disseminating news or making announcements. So, and I apologize if I misuse the word bastardize. I mean, I'm not saying social media isn't a great tool, but it is a good efficient tool for like announcement. But sometimes you have to take into account how your family members would feel if you don't give them a heads up because then kind of these unspoken yeah, like, like etiquette. Etiquette. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because of, it's your were relationship. Were we not important enough? Right, the relationship. Right. That's it's the exactly relationship the with social right media, there. right? For some people, they don't care. They're like, oh, yeah, that's how we do it. So if we tell you over social media that we have a kid, then yeah, I guess that's how we want to find out about yours too. So like, I guess it depends. But in this context with Becky and the rest of them, Jen, Charlie and all that, like, I wonder how they would feel getting this news secondhand yeah, or something like that, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure they'll feel hurt because they the are. Sisters they especially. Are petty. I oh, think yeah. the sisters especially. At first, I was looking at this, I was like, eh, I get news from socials all the time, you know, and it doesn't offend me. But then I was like, wait a minute. If my brothers were expecting or my brothers were any huge announcement, my brothers are my best friends. Like Len lives with me and Jared's what, 20 minutes down the road, 15, yeah. maybe even less, but we're supposed to be tight. And I get it. And when I framed it like that, like, wait, her and her sisters are supposed to be super tight. Then I was like, okay, yeah, I would be like, you didn't that think would be WTF. tell me first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had to find out on fucking Instagram. Oh, you took a picture. Fucking cute. Like you just couldn't reach out and say, Hey, <laughs> like hi <laughs> yeah by the I, way <laughs> i think us humans like especially if you're siblings or like family members you still want that personal touch yeah yeah so consideration I, I say, yeah i mean that's how you feel valued and that's how you value others it is it is yeah. so i don't know but you're right it's etiquette too so sorry it's a long about way of saying it yes i agree i think chuck had made a good point that yeah this may start World War Three between yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. And I think at some point too, they're going to therapy, aren't they? Oh. Yeah, so they're going for family therapy with the mom, the dad, sister-in-laws and whatever. Man, but I still can't get over the fact that Andre is just like so unhinged. Mm -hmm. He's a walking TNT. Like he's just going to explode anytime. And you just like think about all the times he has exploded in this season alone when she tried to do his tie um, yeah. He's talking with the mom. Like, do we yeah. 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 I mean, come on, DLC. Like, what the fuck? Can we just not watch this couple anymore? Like, she's thick skinned to put up with it. She is very, like, I don't know what she sees in him. Like, is he really father of the year or something? Like, I don't know, father of the century. I don't know. But I don't nah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Lon, I know you, the theme of this episode to you is, what again? I'm sorry, you were saying just now that, because my theme for this episode is 
no dick is worth staying put is what I'm trying to <laughs> you know what I mean like I mean and I'm talking about Bilal I'm talking about Usman I'm talking about Andre and Jovi is the exception for this because I think it doesn't apply to their particular scenes but I don't think it's worth sticking around this man yeah it's not worth it yeah it's not worth it anyway let's hear your WTF long no surprise Bilal <laughs> again <laughs> the, the walking WTF himself the walking WTF himself yeah this is Shahida's future and for somebody that you've already married she's your wife now and um, I get it you don't want to have kids but to really come off as if you're trying to block her success, you're trying to dull her shine. Mm. You know what I mean? Which it seems like you've been trying to do every single chance you get in any episode, right? <laughs> he'll make little snide remarks or he'll say something just to kind of nag her or bring her down. But this was really, really Slap evident. Slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, this is her business. You know, this is what's going to set her up to have some sort of independence and not just that to actually establish herself as a career woman, mm. a businesswoman here in America. And this is how like you treat it. So that was a huge, what the fuck? It should be a huge, what the fuck for Shaida too. I understand that this is a show. I understand that she really doesn't have a lot here in America and she has to smile and laugh and all this shit. But I would definitely be like, fuck are you doing, bruh? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you catch the part where he's kind of gleefully saying like, oh, if we focus on the business, maybe she'll stop talking about the baby making. Oh, I might. I missed that one. I think he said that on camera. Maybe I'm imagining it, but I thought he said something like, well, now that we're focusing more on her yoga studio, she's finally easing up on that baby making because that's all she talks about. And I'm like, this guy. Well, you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Use a bitch, okay? A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My WTF is, I feel like a lot of people's WTF as well. It's Kimberly getting down yeah. on money and proposing to Usman. Yeah. Ugh. Is Agreed. that yammy worth it? I mean, Agreed. Honestly. The yammy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be sharing yammies, you know? Ew. <laughs> that was so cringe. It gets cringy every episode, and this one didn't like. This kind of tops it. Yeah. Like, so far, like the two ring, you know, and it, it is actually a manipulative move, right? Like, that's why I said that it feels like she sees him as a trophy and she really want to lock it down and make it hers. And this is like one of those really desperate moves that you mm -hmm. make, like, a, you, like you said, Hail Mary move, right? Right. And. Uh, Man, have some self-respect, Kimberly. You should have walked away the moment that he said that he's still going ahead with meeting this, I don't know, cousin of his or whatever, friend of the mom's daughter or whatever. Like, come on. And we saw in the preview, like, he's kind of into her. Oh, yeah. He saw her and he's like, oh, okay, I'm, uh, I'm, I guess I'm staying. Can I get your number? What? <laughs> like, come on, Kimberly. Like, this, you can do better. Kimberly's energetic like she seems like she's fun living you know just a cool mom type and i don't know why she has to go for this you know nigeria michael jackson to her but i don't know <laughs> right 
All right. The, the Nigerian auto-tuned Michael Jackson. It's like, come on. At what better. point does she start to question whether she's just a marketing tool, right? Because 90 Day Fiance, he's not on this show unless it's with a unless woman. it's her. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. He needs to have an American partner and the counterpart. It just seems right? like, yeah, she's a pawn. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> All right, so Lon, we've come to the end of our podcast recording here. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Oh, sorry. One more thing. I know you follow this person called, sorry, maybe I'm going to butcher the Instagram name, but it's L-L-A-G, Love Life. No. Yes. Life, Love, okay. Love Life. (laughs) Love life of an Asian guy, yes. Yes. (laughs) And I know we retweeted or reposted this on our Instagram account, but the latest post of his, or maybe not the latest by the time this podcast gets uploaded, but he talks about passport bros. And I was Mm. very fascinated with that concept. And I know he mentioned 90 Day Fiancé. I want to say I see the similarities, but I don't see... I'm trying to think of who fits into that description because... Just for our listeners' benefit, the passport bro, according to this Instagrammer, is someone who goes overseas um, because they can't find anyone else local uh, that will take their shit. So someone like a uh, Mike and um, who, that guy that went to Bra- not Bra- is it Brazil? South America somewhere. South America somewhere <laughs> during the same season as Jasmine and. Right. Oh gosh, I forgot his name. But Mike, who kind of like <laughs> bought a relationship from this webcam girl. And I guess that's the closest I can think of. But even that, Mike wants her to come to the US. So, but Passport Bros, according to this guy, is someone who goes overseas, finds someone, makes them stay there because obviously the currency is... Mm-hmm and not as strong as the U.S. currency, so they, they're able to spend more over there. Kind of like Melitza's situation. I'm not sure if you remember her. Yeah. She's uh, from Colombia, and I know her fiancé that cheated on her went over and kind of stays there. And I can see that, but I think the whole thing with 90 Day Fiancé is eventually they want to move back to the U.S. And I see the other way... Maybe some of the folks on the other way can kind of like match with this passport bro situation. But I don't know. What do you think about that concept? I think there's definitely truth to it. With the 90 Day Fiance, it it, it is more fitting for, for the other way. And I know that eventually they come to America or else they wouldn't be on the show. But I think the underlying point here is the relationship aspect of it. There's obviously the financial aspect of it, but you said it, and I think he mentions it in the actual Instagram post, is you're going there because American women (laughs) can see through your bullshit, right? (laughs) They're not looking for a guy like you. And so, yeah. And so you go elsewhere and then to a foreign country, foreign land, and possibly there's... um, the financial inequality, I mm. guess, economic inequality mm-hmm. of it that factors into that. That's what makes it so like nefarious. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 
Yeah, I get it. Like, it's not just that American women or American men, for that matter. Let's let's make this not about, you know, men or women. Americans just don't want to hook up with you. But also now you're going, it's almost predatory. You're going to foreign lands where maybe they don't have the same standards, but also economically standing, they're maybe disadvantaged, maybe they're poorer. And you use money as a as a tool as leverage right 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 so like for me it's not so much like staying in there but the social and economic inequalities that factor into this dating aspect of it right yeah i can think of like maybe Corey and evelyn where Corey chose to stay in um ecuador because over there his currency stretches right yeah so he has sort of like the financial leverage and also, I guess it allows him to sustain both of their lifestyle, I guess, more of hers, since she's the one that's entrepreneurial. For the, me, the- I thought of David and other people who who go to Russia. And I forgot right. what it was, but there was a tell-all where he was talking about it like he was shopping. Oh, we brought out a catalog or something. I was just yeah. like, why are you comfortable talking about it like this? what do you yeah. remember that what, yeah, I forgot yeah. what season it was and i was just like yeah he was trying to explain to sean robinson about the way yeah he dates or why he dates this yes like, that's what it was women it's that they have this catalog and oh maybe it's part of that documentary too i forgot i remember forget there was a exactly yeah. could have been that too yeah. right but it was just like mm. but the thing too with david is that he does want them to follow him back eventually. So it's not like he wants to keep them there forever. So that's the thing is that when I read his definition of passport, bro, yeah, it sounds like guys who are like, I definitely want to have that economic uh, leverage mm-hmm. with my partner, but I want our relationship to stay there. So like, for example, if Paul and Karini were to continue being in Brazil, Paul would be well off. He'll be okay. He'll be set for life. But then again, Paul is also a lazy motherfucker. So he, I don't know if he's going to be working because it sounds like the reason why they moved back is because Paul was saying that he couldn't find work mm. in Brazil. So that was his excuse. But it would be something like that where if they stick to Brazil or if they stick to like a, I hate to say this, like like the global South or like a third world country where the currency is not as strong as the US, then yeah, it does seem like you know, it goes a long way and you can have a, a relationship where the power is imbalanced, right? And also I was thinking when I read the definition too, I'm thinking it's more of like people who want a foreign girlfriend while being married to someone at home. Mm. So you keep that relationship there where you can afford it. That happens. But you, do, yeah. And, but yes. then you go home to your wife and your kids. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even consider that one. Yeah, I just, I, I guess yeah, yeah. that's when, when I read the definition on his Instagram post, and I'll add a link for our listeners too, but I just thought like, that makes more sense because in the 90 Day Fiancé context, a lot of the cast member will go overseas, right? The other way. But like, for example, uh, Bini and Ari, Ari went the other way. Guess what? Eventually she wants him to come back, right? And everyone, Ellie and Victor, right? Eventually came back. They're now in Seattle. I mean, the only person right now that I guess hasn't moved is Gino and Jasmine. That, that's the name I was thinking of. So Gino, Jasmine. Oh, Gino I think, and Jasmine. Yeah, so Jasmine right. is still in 
I want to say, where is it? Like a Panama city. Well, Panama and US, US dollars, we found out that they're actually one-to-one. So it's not like he's, you know, any richer when he goes to Panama. When I think about 90 Day Fiancé couple, I'm like, I can't think of anyone who's like, you stay there. I'm here. I'll go visit you whenever it's convenient and we can have a relationship that way. Like, I mean, maybe Big Ed, right? Because Big Ed and uh, Rose, but I guess the whole point is to bring them back. Anyway, I digress. All right, Lon, anything else you'd like to add before we close out? Well, that's about it. All right, everyone. Hope you guys have a great month. Yeah, and be nice to one another. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.